0: Me and my friend are walking to a bar on a cool winter's evening underneath the stars. And well,
1: hello, and you're in the with... cool room. Uh, you're joining us for the first of our two. Uh, Gabs related episodes. We had so much fun at Gabs last week that we are going to make episode 82 and episode 83, both Gabs related. Um, I'm joined by way of doing introduction by my good friend and lockdown buddy from across the city, Travis Bristos. How are you, Travis? Good, mate.
2: Um, Yeah, we're we're back into a, what is it? Seven day lockdown.
1: Seven day lockdown, hopefully... No more than that. Yes,
2: very much so, hopefully.
1: And I think that, well, many of us in the Melbourne craft beer community, but you and I in particular, are kind of dreading the idea that we might see Gabs itself pop up as an exposure site sometime soon.
2: I was talking about this yesterday with someone. Um, obviously, while we're since we're at a recording point on a Friday, it hasn't popped up as yet, but... It could do. It
1: so, sort far, so of feels good. like it might, doesn't it? Well, I do feel
2: if, like, if it was going to, the Friday sessions of gabs would have already popped up. But I'm, I might be being a bit optimistic there.
1: Well, yes, we certainly hope that that doesn't happen. And obviously, we send out our thoughts to anyone who's discovered that they've got covid in melbourne in the last week but also to all of our hospo friends whether they're people who work in the industry or own businesses or whatever else we know it's going to be a pretty rough old week for you. Um, we know
2: a few people that were at the palace hotel in south melbourne on friday night um the friday of gabs which are now in a nice little 14 day isolation period so big shout
1: out to some of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But let's look, let's put all of those negative thoughts aside and talk about our Gab's Sunday afternoon where yourself and Warren and I went out and about to take on the evil Ian McNally and his Chosen Brew podcast uh, in podcast Smackdown Bingo.
2: We did. And um, it was a good turnout. Although I think with the amount of beer I drank, I didn't get to catch everyone that was there.
1: No, so if we rushed past you or spoke quickly to you or something like that, um, we do love you. We were just trying to get around to interviewing as many people as possible. And we did yes. lots of interviews. That's why we need two episodes.
2: Yes, we've got quite a, quite a bit to get through um, in the two episodes. We spoke with some people that we had already done virtual Meet the Brewers with. And uh, then we spoke to just some randoms that we <laughs> would like to... Randoms we love randoms we love rams we might get back onto the podcast at some point in time um there was a lot going on that day
1: oh there really was it um, really
2: was before we move into what will probably be our intro to gab's with ian did you have a standout brewery on the day what was your sort of go-to
1: Oh, I don't know whether I had a certain That's a good one. You sort of caught me. unprepared for that. I'm not sure whether I've got a standout brewery. I really enjoyed the uh, One Drop American Pale. I reckon the more I sort of thought about it, that was, I reckon, one of my favourite beers of the whole lot. And there was a Hop Nation, Bodriggy People's Elbow yes. collab as well, which I really enjoyed. They're probably the ones that stand out for me the most. But how about you?
2: i kind of feel the same on the one drop and i think out of all the setups there on the day apart from the modus operandi bus mm. uh the one drop setup was probably the the most well done it was a good little way they had it so sort of their little area and it was busy too it was um it was probably one of the busiest stands on sunday when we were there so um, Absolutely.
1: So we speak to them in what we do we'll be the second episode coming out of this don't we
2: yes we will we will talk to modus operandi in the first episode and then one drop in the second episode we've got um, but they were definitely Bill in the second episode the standouts um sorry what was that We've got dollar
1: bill in the second episode we do. and
2: yep, yep. some and real life few,
1: wrestlers as well
2: yes i was just about to say that and um in the first episode we'll we'll talk with some of the breweries we've had on in the past as well as uh some of the guys from panhead
1: yes which was sort of a bit unexpected, but worked out worked out well. It's a kind of a long story as to how we got to them, but we might tell that story a little bit closer to that interview. Yes,
2: there? yes, very much so. Um, we might leave it there, David, and move straight into our Gabs intro, uh, which kicks off a few intros and uh, interviews for the first episode. Sounds good, mate. Episode 82. <laughs>
1: Well, hello and welcome to episode 82 of The Cool Room. Uh, Hopefully you can hear us loud and clear. We're live on location on Sunday afternoon at Gabs, standing nearby to Mr Ian McNally. I'm not even sure why I said Mr. That's a level of respect that, frankly, he doesn't deserve, given what he's been posting about us this week. And uh, we're here for the big showdown uh, of the Core Room versus the Chosen Brew. I'm joined by Travis Bristos. Travis, here we are at Jeff Shed. There's not a ceiling window to be seen. It's pretty daunting in
3: comparison to Royal Exhibition Building, isn't it? It's, um, it doesn't have any of it's... that sort of, you know, uh, we were talking just before you got here, David, about how they haven't put carpet tiles down on the floor because, you know, they don't want to get them ruined. So it's just a concrete jungle out there.
1: It, it, it feels like a concrete jungle now, today. Now, we have
3: Mr McNally over here doing some really, I'm sure he's like... Well, so we've now got... He's shit on us, i a good. I don't know
1: what he's saying behind our back, but he was saying something, I'm sure
4: they're not as good, uh, it's, it's
1: just, uh, hello gentlemen, uh, it's not how wrestlers, so. <laughs>
3: hello gentlemen,
1: that is exactly how wrestlers describe themselves, <laughs> oh, ge- oh, oh gentlemen, how are you this afternoon and uh, do you fancy some uh, some smackdown? <laughs> a fine day for a
4: smackdown, uh, if, if that's what you call it, you frightful beasts, if uh, you're really getting my dander up. Uh, I-, I can see that, it's quite alarming. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go the right way for a bunch of fives. Um, so, we're, we're here, the Cool Room podcast, the chosen brew. We are in a SmackDown facing off against each other. We're going to be giving out these bingo cards. What are some of the challenges here? Uh,
3: well, before we, we better grab one to see what some of those challenges are. Um, Oh my God, I didn't bring my glasses today. I'm going to hand
1: oh over yes. to Ian to read that. Leave
4: it to the That's professionals. True. True.
3: <laughs> we've,
1: already got one, we've already got one out for the count.
4: <laughs> so we've got uh, things like having a photo with somebody who's on the official Good Beer Week publicity. Uh, a photo of a brewer that doesn't have a beard. Challenging. Uh, a photo of somebody over 80. That seems a bit ageist. Oh, no, uh,
3: I reckon I've already seen someone over 80. I'm not going to tell anyone where they are though. Uh,
4: a photo with security. I noticed the police were here. I'm not sure whether they count, but anyway, count you, you let your minions do what they will. Uh, a photo of a beer without New World hops. That could be a, a challenge. Uh, a photo of a COVID marshal at a social distance. Uh, a photo of somebody who hasn't drank any beer. That would be me right now, if anybody wants to tick that one off the list. I
3: think I've officially got the first photo.
4: I've, I'm pretty sure I've got
3: the first photo. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so we've printed off some of these.
4: Uh, Going to be uh, distributed amongst the flying crowd here at Gabs. We might get some random people as
5: well
3: into the uh, into the mix here. There's no random I've, people in this I've building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sure we can find some <laughs> random people to. Yeah, we'll be okay finding the randoms. There's already a bunch of people that are sitting around here looking at us as to wonder what the F we're doing.
4: Well, yeah, well, we're, 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 we're guys with. Three One of those people is McLeod. One of them isn't.
3: <laughs> we it looked like a, sh- a shambles. That's what sort it. Of. Uh yes, yes, there is a bit of that. Um, Ian, have you gone around and done a few interviews already, or are you um talking smack to other people about us?
4: I've actually gone around chat to a few people, but not recorded them. So
3: was that on purpose, or did you just forget to hit record?
4: Yeah, I know. I kind of feel that uh, sometimes uh, you know you don't want to just bowl people up. You want to actually. Have a friendship with them you don't want to just be recording them all the time uh, so uh, it's been very nice to chat to some people uh, without recording them, but sure, we'll get some people recorded as the afternoon goes on, as the session brings to a close. Uh, not that I want to be talking about bringing it to a close, but it's half one already, we've only got three oh, no, hours it's left. It's only
3: three hours left, yeah. Hopefully our battery and our mixer last for three hours. But yeah, just, um, probably,
4: uh, you know, it's three hours left till the end, but really, uh, the bar's shut, 15 minutes to go, so, you know, we're talking in sub-three hours here, so some people can
1: run a marathon in that time, <laughs> now, now Ian I've just got to let you know one thing this wasn't set up but as I walked in the door I ran into some people I know some fantastic friends of mine from Deathmatch Down Under Wrestling they're here in the building today oh yes uh, shout out to Joel Jason and the other guys who are here and I'm really looking forward to their involvement in this as the afternoon wears on
4: absolutely well uh, let's uh, let's get distributing these bingo cards and uh get playing bingo, as my grandmother said, if you're ever in trouble, go to the bingo hall. (laughs) Safety in numbers.
3: Very, very true, very true. Um, Shall we leave it there for the moment? We're all gonna go get a beer, and uh, we'll see what comes of this once people collect their bingo cards.
1: Okay, so hopefully you've had the scene set for you as to uh, how the good people of The Chosen Brew and the good people of The Cool Room feel about each other. You'll hear more of our interactions with Ian as we roll on through the other interviews in the next two episodes. But, um, Travis, what do you reckon we we talk to some brewers that we've spoken to before?
2: I reckon that's a great idea. Um, We are going to talk next to Kumar from Deeds, who we've had on and uh have a quick chat with the the bus crew from Modus um I don't know the name of the beer we tried from Modus because that was a beer that you purchased David but it was it was chilli heavy
1: yes in fact i think it was they cocktailed it up with some chilli sauce and some salt on the rim and bits and pieces like that so yes. whatever beer was- might have originally been in there is uh is if, lost to my taste buds, I have to say. But And if
2: memory serves me correct, they do give us a bit of a rundown on on that beer um, with our little chat as well. So um, we will kick it off. David, do you want to just mention for the listeners the episodes where they can go back and listen to Deeds and Modus?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if you haven't checked out our archives, it's a really good opportunity. We had Modus on last year as part of our online Meet the Brewers series series. Uh, According to my notes, it was series three, episode 24. Uh, and that was a really, a really good chat about a wide range of their beers. And um, for Deeds, Deeds have been on that many times now that it's, uh, it's a bit ridiculous. So they were on for series two, episode six, when we went out to the brewery, uh, Damien and I, back in those days, and had a yarn for them about setting up their tap room, which is almost-ish open. Almost. And... Um, then they came back for series three, episode 17. And just when we dropped the series, thoughts what became episode 55? So, about 30 episodes since they were on. But, good yarn with Kumar and um, a good yarn with Modus as we, you and Warren, sipped on your chili beers. I think it was um, that might have been what revived Warren that afternoon. He was looking a bit green around the gills up to He then. was,
2: he was, yep. Yep. Uh, Have a listen, guys. We'll uh, be back with you soon.
1: Well, we're uh, wandering around the enclosure at the moment and we've run into our long-time friend, Kumar, from Deeds. You can check out the archives for some of the uh, previous episodes we've done with him. He's very generously uh, put in my hand a peanut butter imperial stout. First of all, mate, how are you going and can you tell us a bit about this beer? Um, I'm as good as one can be on a Sunday at Gabs,
6: uh, and that beer that you have in your hand is bloody fantastic. Um, it's a peanut butter imperial stout, so it's a big ten percent. Uh, it's so rich and luscious, and then they just jammed a heap of peanut butter in there. It's it, yeah, it's like beer Reese's Pieces. Um, I love it to bits. Love it.
1: Is it a beer that I should go and put down on the table and let warm up a little bit, so will it change as I I taste it? Uh, Yeah, look, with beers like this, I really like
6: grabbing it when it's cold and starting it then and just slowly sipping at it and seeing how it changes. Um, For some people, they much prefer when you get like a full whack of both the booze and the flavour. For others, it's nice for everything to be a little bit more muted and subtle.
7: Um, So yeah, it just depends on what you prefer. At, at a big event like this, where you you see a lot of people, you've 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 kind of they're part of the industry, and a lot of people that are that are, I suppose, kind of associates. Do you get a chance to really relax and stretch out and go kind of meet people, like really get to know other other reps? And and who's your favorite rep to 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 catch up with and have a drink with? Who's the one who's who really? back and has a good time
6: <laughs> Jeez, you really put me on the spot yeah, here totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, and everyone will be listening <laughs> yeah, to this yeah everyone will be listening um, so we don't we don't really get much of a chance to hang out at Gabs you do a little bit every so often if it gets quiet you go for a bit of a wander and have a chat um, but uh, yeah some of the reps uh, I actually a long time ago I used to work at CUB with um, people like Morgan who works at Banks and Adrian who works at Hargraves at the moment so I Caught up with them, yes, it was
7: good, very good to see them. Awesome, terrific. Um, and I'm drinking the, I'm drinking the Laurel Creek uh, fruited, uh, fruited Sour Double IPA. Jeez. Um, yeah, let, can you give us a rundown on this guy?
6: Yeah, so that one actually just came out the other week. So that is a very heavily fruited uh, sour double IPA. Um, and it's got limes, mandarins, and Valencia oranges. Um, so there's a lot going on there. Um, it managed to ba- they managed to balance it out really well, I reckon. Because when I heard the brief, like if it wasn't Justin
7: and the team brewing it, I think it would have been a very difficult one to pull off. Cool. Yeah, it's really tasty, and it's it, you get the intensity and the balance both all there. It's awesome. Yeah. Now, Kumar, we were, uh, we're leading you away from your bar
1: duty, so maybe we just round up with one last question, which is uh, what are your plans for the rest of the week, like the week coming up? You know, is it tomorrow morning, bouncing back out and going into the office nice and early? Or? Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, nice and early, and then back out into trade because everyone in the industry definitely didn't spend the entire weekend drinking, and so everyone's so keen to buy beer next week. Um, so, yeah, no, it's going to be a huge week next week.
1: Well, mate, it's always uh, good to see your face. One of the smilingest mans in the uh, Melbourne craft brew scene. Uh, Kumar, we'll catch you back up and get you back on the podcast for uh, for the birthday episode for Deeds, which can't be too far away. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think it's
6: October. I want to say, but the tap room's open mid next month. And uh, go back
1: and check the archives for all of our interviews with Deeds, where you can see the story of the tap room unfold. Can you, uh, can you tell us what
3: we're drinking here? You are having the Michelada Bloody Mary beer.
7: We start with a Mexican lager, infused with tomato juice. We then get the cup, to a peri peri rim, add as much hot sauce as the customer can
3: handle, and then a bit more. And then we give them a drink.
7: I thought David would like this. I thought David
8: this would like right this. This is right up David's alley. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, even getting yeah.
7: his phone out to take a photo right now. Yeah. Um, I
8: know. I wanna have
7: Thanks a lot.
3: I really want to talk to the dancer. All
7: right, you talk to the
3: dancer. All right, we're we're standing at the Modus Operandi tent at the moment, and David is taking a video of our wonderful beers. Hang on a sec, let me grab ours. I feel like I'm going to regret this, Warren.
7: That's
8: why I'm oh. <laughs>
7: this is totally <laughs> gonna cure you of your hangover. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. That's what totally what I was hoping. Um, I really want to get
3: a chat with a dancer. Okay, okay. Um, now you said to us just before you were dancing. Tell us where you were dancing.
8: Where was I dancing? I was dancing at the Feral uh, Brewing Company DJ area nice yeah and we have got a little dude with a saxophone player behind there it's an absolute vibe the guys from feral have been absolutely spinning some tunes we're trying to compete over here with our own music but like it's spotify
7: have you been here the whole weekend all weekend wow Yeah. yeah um and highlights have you have you had a chance to check things out and look around
8: absolutely so the one drop boys are always spinning some ridiculous beers um they've been awesome White rabbit, they've got a good crew on today as well. The vibes are immaculate. Those Nathan brand ambassadors are wild. Uh, what else? Stomping ground, that nitro little sour they're doing.
7: What oh yeah, a cool beer. yeah. That is, yeah. yeah. I think I need one of those. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
8: that's refreshing and it's finest.
7: Thanks. Oh, and what's the what are the best thing that you guys have on tap at the moment? What are you what's what's moving and what do you like best?
8: Oh, Michelada, which is our little spicy Mexican beer, which I believe you boys are drinking right now. Uh, we also did a margarita sour, which we did as a limited release about four months ago and we sold out of Cakes in New South Wales within the first four days. So wow. we thought we have wow. to bring it back. We have to do this. Um, our Gab's Big Beer is our Buzz Dark Beer. So it is an espresso martini, I guess it's a dark ale we can't really call it anything else and we use all pressed coffee beans for that one as well so it's a collaboration we did with them and then we got our whiskey sour so two years in the making for this bad boy so I know lemon sour aged for two years in lark barrels we've been waiting a long time we popped it on nitro to really smooth it out and make it nice and silky it's just like being in a cocktail bar it's wonderful
7: I do feel like that's where we're going to.
8: I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, need yeah.
3: some of that. Yeah, okay. totally. Uh, okay, all right. Thank you for joining us on The Cool Room. Uh,
1: enjoy the rest of your weekend. Absolutely.
8: Thanks. boys.
1: And uh, about this time in Gab's afternoon, when we just sort of wandered away from the Modus bus uh, with our mouths ringing with chilliness, we were looking for a bit of a palate cleanser from memory. We were, we
2: were, and I think... Uh, We headed over to Panhead and we had a very interesting chat with uh, the guys from Panhead. Warren and I tried the margarita goes, which was the perfect palate palate cleanser. I'll get that (laughs) word out eventually. Um, After our chili beer, it actually worked really well. Um, I can't remember what you had, David. I I
1: had the... Oh, I'm going to say Roland Dice or Tumblin Dice. Oh, that's
2: right. I'm sure you probably mentioned it in the chat. Um really? This chat could get us in a little bit of trouble because um, it came about, Dave, because you were cruising around, Gavs, with a Brew Colt t-shirt on. Um, Reliving my youth, yeah. And in the second episode of this, we'll actually have a chat to another dude who had a Brew Colt t-shirt on as well. So um, this this chat with the guys from Panhead could get us in a bit of trouble, Um we might need to call the lawyers by the end of it.
1: So, uh, have <laughs> a listen, that guys. Kind of feel about it, didn't it?
2: Yes, it did. It did.
1: But, yeah, um, shout out to Hendo if he listens to this episode. This is the bit where we hear the stories about well-known Australian brewing identity, Hendo. Well, we're here uh, at the Panhead uh, Pavilion at Gab's on a Sunday afternoon, and um, I'm joined by Andrew now. Andrew and I started to have a conversation because I've been wandering around this afternoon with a Brewcolt t-shirt on. Uh, Andrew last night was out and about with Hendo of Colt fame, oh. and uh, I asked if he wanted to share any stories, and Andrew was a bit sus as to whether he wanted to or not. And then I said, well, bloody Hendo would if he was here, and he went, oh yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, Andrew, welcome to the uh, Call cool Room
0: podcast. Thank you. Welcome to you too.
1: And uh, how's Gabs going for you so far? And um, can you tell us, uh, hang on, there's an inferior podcast sneaking up on us This guy behind. better piss off, like, I don't know what he's doing over uh, here. Can you, can you tell us what you and Hindo were up to last night?
0: Um, well, look, we were sampling beers and I guess we were trading uh, professional punches about uh, different particular beers as we were going round. And we had another mate with us as well by the name of Pat. Um, yeah, and let's just say we had a bit of history together back in Europe in the day.
1: Uh, so you and Hendo go back to, which is, our, now, we
0: don't probably want to remind ourselves too much, but it's a few years ago now. Yeah, look, it's still a low score in cricketing terms, um, and I'd le- just like to stick with that if I could. Now, uh you, you and it, can you give us can you give us a
1: story that Hendo wouldn't want us to be able to put out about what happened in Europe? It's a long time ago, you know, no one's going overseas for a long time, so the authorities, it'll be well outside the statute of limitations before he ever goes back again.
0: Look, I'll tell a story from uh, a couple of years ago, GABs 2018. We uh, met up here, and it was uh, the first time Well, the first time that Hendo and I and Pat had been together for around 17 or 18 years, the last time we were together we actually did a makeshift band for a one-off night appearance in Hammersmith in London and we'd never seen each other since then. Hendo was the singer, Pat was the drummer and I was the guitar player (laughs) and uh, no rehearsals, no nothing, we got up and played in front of a crowd, Uh, at the walkabout in Hammersmith and um, got mobbed as we were walking off the stage. And I don't know why, because we were terrible, Uh, but it still happened. That's cold. Um, We met up, like I say, 2018, and it was just by chance that all three of us were here. And like I said, that was the first time in that many years. We had a big night. We sampled a lot of beers. And I'd just like to show you one photo that's still on my phone. Um and you can get an idea of what we did on the night. I'm I'm trying to find a way to describe what I'm seeing, but um perhaps
1: to protect the innocent it's best that I don't. But there's a there's a there's a lot of hair protection, probably for the people who lead the need it the least. Looks uh, like breaking bad gone
0: bad. So yeah, we got we got um, dragged out of the crowd by one of the ladies at the cheese display and she was gonna use us as uh, Cheese ambassadors, but we just couldn't stop laughing, and they had two of them out there trying to dress us. Um, eventually, they got us dressed, and we had to stand there to take these photos and try and stop us laughing. And we just, yeah, we laughed. It was a great fun night. Last night, we were walking around the place, and um, lo and behold. I come across a woman and I thought, gosh she looks familiar, she was uh, on the Bright Brewery stands. That's her there. And I looked at her and then I zoomed back in on that cheese photo and she was the lady dressing us. And she was up there last night whilst I was waiting for Hendo and Pat. To catch up, brilliant. That's so, it was like, yeah, suddenly, that's and I looked at her and I said, "Are you the cheese lady?" Yeah. And she says, "I oh, used to be." And the, yeah, and so suddenly there was that that whole the episode circle. about the absurd, c- cir- yeah, the absurd attraction of being the cheese lady. And, and Pat, when he eventually caught up, he said, "Why did you pick us?" And she said, "You guys just looked like you were having a great time. We'd just come off the the silent disco." and we'd all been dancing around. And and then Pat made the comment to us as we walk along, were your actual headphones working? I've got to
1: say that like every great story about Hindo, it's not, it's not entirely clear whether that's a true story or not, and that's exactly why we love it. Uh, Andrew, you've been generous with your time, but just tell us a bit very quickly about the Ace Margarita Ghost and the, uh, the Tumblin Dice, which is what I'm
0: drinking, uh, both drinking very nicely at this time on a Sunday afternoon at Gab's. Look, the Ace Margarita goes is, you know, the, the, the salinity, I guess, is hidden, masked really, really well freshness of that lime and lemon that's in it, it is a really big mouthful of flavour, a very, I think so anyway, it just reminds you of that moment laying on a beach somewhere with ice in a glass and heaps of those, you know, margarita flavours, I think it's perfect for that. Um, the Tumbling Dice is I think a very clean, fresh IPA, um, it's not trying to be a hazy or a big milkshake Nipa ipa you know it's just a nice clean fresh flavored ipa and another great one for a sunday afternoon to finish off your gabs on yeah, beautiful thank you for you your time mate it was much appreciated thank you thanks guys cheers, cheers. mate sorry
1: Hendo. <laughs> and uh that was a good yarn i enjoyed hearing the uh the secrets from uh Hendo's past there so Really, uh, hoping one day we might get him on the show. Maybe this will be the inspiration for him to come on and um, rebut some of those stories.
2: I was, just, I was going to, I just want to get Hendo on to hear his version of events rather than uh,
1: the speculation. Absolutely, there uh, there be some good yarns to be told. Some yes. good yarns to be told. Um, what which we've got a whole lot of other interviews in the uh, in our merry sack of interviews. But what do you reckon we should listen to to round out the episode for episode one?
2: I reckon we round out episode one talking to Troy and Shane Vandenacker. Uh, Troy and Shane are both people I know from Shepparton. Uh Troy, for I think the third Gabs running, tried all, we're thinking one 150 beers. It feels um, like there was
1: about
2: that. that yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's 150. So we had a chat with with Troy about which were his top five beers. Um, and we also had a chat with Shane about his beer label designs. Cause we know how everyone that listens to the cool room loves a, a beer label story. Uh, Shane oh, yes, has in the it. past uh, design labels for white rabbit. Um, so it was good to sort of have a chat about that, which I also think we could also, we could almost do an entire episode based on beer labels.
1: Oh, absolutely! We've got all sorts of friends who are involved in that side of things. We could yes. um and get our good friend Corey to come on as a guest uh, <laughs> guest interviewer for that one. I reckon we could just sit back in our banana lounges and just let Corey go for that one.
2: He could be the guest
1: judge. It's actually, I was actually I have going to say now you've got me on a little diversion. While the labels, I don't. Did you see the posters of the best Gabs tin can labels? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that they were that good. No. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not so much that sure I want to knock the ones that won, but I just thought there was a whole lot of other really good ones that didn't seem to get into the mix.
2: Mm. Yes. We should, maybe we should have a episode at some point of Gab's beer labels that don't get the recognition they deserve. <laughs> that,
1: that sounds like it could, that could be a long episode.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll have a chat with Troy and Shane and that will round out. Our first episode from Gabs Hopefully on the second episode We're going to hear from Mr. Ian McNally himself
1: I don't know, he doesn't deserve a mister
2: well, That's yeah, You're probably right
1: This is called him McNally Let's
2: McNally, just... yeah <laughs> um, We will discuss the Smackdown In the outro of this episode But uh, over to Troy and Shane And Warren and the two of us
1: Well here we are and uh, we've all managed to have at least one drink, I think, so far, which is a great way to be uh, getting things ready to go. We're joined now by Shane and Troy. Shane and Troy have been here, I think, pretty much every day during GAP so far. Uh, what they certainly have achieved, no matter how long it's taken them, is the uh, is the um, drinking or trying of every single beer uh, that's on the list. And we thought they'd be uh, an excellent group of people to come in and have a yarn with uh, about what their top beers are, and they've got a top five, I reckon.
3: Uh, welcome, Shane and Troy. Um, how are we, guys?
9: Yeah, doing hey, good. how's it going? Um, yeah, so it's not just the top five; it was a top twenty. Um,
3: uh, okay, so, all right. Uh, but, but top we're just top twenty. We're gonna talk about the top five. Do you reckon, Warren? Do you reckon you
7: can go through twenty beers today? I'm, I'm struggling with this this thing. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm. Yeah. No, what Warren can't even answer that I, question, I which might be
1: indicative of. I think
7: Warren's barely st- string two words together
3: at the moment. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Troy, run us through your final five. All right. Oh no, he's okay, got to—he's no, no, got no, to no, he has no got no pull he has got to pull out his paperwork. This is great.
9: <laughs> all right.
3: Oh. I can't believe he's actually printed it out. Although, like, don't you actually
9: actually more printed it? If out. If you're going to be it? a professional, <laughs> you need to do
3: this properly. I would have thought the app was okay to do it with. I mean, not oh, you can't. <laughs>
9: So, so so, it actually turns out to be my number one was um, number 13, which was um, Big Shed Brewing co- uh, Company. Uh, Violet uh, Norgard, um, which just had some really nice berry flavours, nice tart. Um, yeah, it's just actually a really nice beer to actually drink, if you like your sours, really, at the end of the day, which, for me, I love my sours. So,
1: yeah, that, that was my number one. Did you did you know the brewery coming in? Like, are you sort of a bit of a fan of them, or oh. is it just a standout...?
9: Look, I've heard of them before and I think like through the years I've tried some of their beers and they've been a bit touch and go but this year they've been a the real big standout this year so it's actually been really good just to see them bring it to the um, GABs Festival so it's really fun.
5: Awesome. I feel like we, we don't try to um, uh, centre on one thing, like we want to leave it open so we, it's, it's pretty much like a blind test to begin with just to
9: really get those flavours and what's going on.
3: And uh, number two.
9: Number two, I'm just actually trying to find it in my paperwork
3: right now. This is why you need an app where well, you just right. write yeah, them all, all down right. like in on it, your it, phone it, and it, like it, Warren's got an app, haven't you?
7: I uh, yeah, I'm sure, okay, yeah, I've got the app. Um alright, so while we're looking up uh number two, <laughs> what was the worst no, what was the beer for you that you wouldn't have another one of?
9: You, oh you I were? tasted a very early oh, one. Yeah, geez. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest problem for me, I hate ciders absolutely hate ciders this year they actually mixed all the ciders into with the beers so at the end of the day i tried fucking ciders and it has been like a really bad experience for me i have tried some very very awful ciders that were like my god what the fuck am i drinking why am i drinking this shit and in my my personal opinion ciders can go and get far Ah,
3: you heard it here (laughs) first I wonder if our other competitor of uh, podcast might say the same thing.
9: But also, sorry, also with um, ciders, they're mixed with wine. They come from a fruit, they are a fucking wine, not uh, a bloody
7: beer. Oh, he, oh, oh. this is controversial for us. No, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm onto that. Like, <laughs> that's, I, I totally agree. It's a, it's not necessarily a wine, but, yeah, I I think marketing's the only reason ciders are with yeah, beer fest. Yeah. So, so let's say a beer had something like black
1: currant in it, that would disqualify it. No, oh, no, 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 cool. no, 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 and no. Now you're exactly, just taking my words and just that's twisting exactly them. My <laughs> issue with
5: it. Like, I think a good, a good range of it, where you you stuck in those good mixes between the two flavours, and you know the, the the acidity of of both of them. Like I think is quite nice. And. I don't know. They, they need need a bit more work with the ciders, actually.
3: Okay, number number two, Troy. Number two.
9: All right, going back to technology. See, the worst thing about the um the, this, I, I can actually keep all these, where with the app you can't. So at least I get to keep them and them and, and remember what I actually I have drank.
3: Hang on, what, what your phone doesn't take screenshots?
9: <laughs> all right. Well. Okay. Right. The next one was um, from Soapbox Beer which was the Cocktail Hour number 89. It was, for me, the biggest thing that I've actually tried and it actually brings back like a childhood memory because my mum used to like make all these fancy cakes and all that sort of stuff, stuff for weddings and all that sort of stuff. And the almond icing actually just comes through like flat out, like that almond fondant, like it's just, brings back a childhood memory, so I think that's probably one reason why it actually was really up there as well, yeah. for number two. I,
5: I honestly feel like that—that that is, like, when they get into the flavours of what the, the beer can produce, I think that is the top one that I've tasted. Like, it, it, the absolute beauty between the, you know, the, the beer flavour to the, the flavour that they want to achieve.
3: Um, David and Warren didn't try that, but I just had a quick try. It tastes like my grandfather's cough mixture. Oh, <laughs> ah but also I get the armoured icing thing. It's like, you're bang on. Uh, number three.
9: Number three we have not able to have right now because it's like out of stock. But number three was actually really cool because it actually reminded me like of those jubes that you, you get like in pastel, I think they're bloody called, whatever they're bloody called. Um, and it just reminded me of that, like the blackcurrant pastel yeah.
1: Oh, blackcurrant.
9: Yeah. Sounds a bit absolutely. like a
1: wine to me, but anyway, uh, that's a... yeah, good on
9: you. <laughs> um, but no, it was actually really good. It had that sourness. Again, I know, sour. But me, I'm
3: partial to the sours. So. Ah, uh, what was it? Man, see, paperwork. Paperwork. Ah, oh, see the... Paperwork. Right, <laughs> this guy's not organised, like... Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> um uh, while we're waiting for Troy to find it, I know oh, he's found it. he's found it. See, oh, yeah.
9: let's see. I marked it. Yeah, number three,
3: Currumbin. Um,
9: I think it's called Currumbin. They're up in Queensland, anyway. Valley Brewing. They're the Carrot uh,
3: Pastel Sour. And you Actually, couldn't get it. Okay. Kind of um, number four. Oh, shit,
7: you're rushing me now. Um, I am. I am. We got a one ten. One ten. One ten. So the other, the other thing is. You've been to nine gaps, which is remarkable, and tried every beer from nine gaps, which is just just awesome. What's some what's some trends that you've 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 found over the years that have really stood out in beer? Like what's things which have you've seen which are good and bad? Yeah, over the over that time, that's quite remarkable.
5: I actually remember quite a year where they had these smoky beers, which I reckon was about uh, 2018. Uh, where Smoky Beers was quite a, a, a favourite and actually really appreciated that year where they were really pushing the, um, the the sort of, you know, the flavours of the smoke, but, you know, pushing how much IBAs they can get within it. and It was quite intense.
3: Okay, number four. Are we up to number four? Yeah, we're up to number four.
9: But do you want me to answer your question yeah, too? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so with, with myself, like I've had so many different beers and like a lot of the trends have been either really dark heavy stouts really sour beers um this year i think i think the trend is leaning more towards like the sour and the stouts um you're missing like that in between like your ipas and like your pale ales and all that sort of stuff but i think that the trend is like because like with sours i feel as though that it actually can Create a different market as well. So you're going towards more. I'm not saying the word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to more try and get like the female clientele, like which like the females like sound. I know I'm genderizing here, but I'm sorry. I don't mean genderize, but yeah.
3: But oh, now we're controversial.
1: This is interesting. Yeah, like, I, we've gone down all the, in the like, sense That I'm not sure genderize is a word. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> It is now. Making
9: stuff up. I just. Learned. Um, okay,
3: number four. Number four.
9: Number four. All right. So we've got um, Working Title Brewing Co, which is another uh, Queensland brewing company. They did a um, Moonlight and Pretzels beer, Ooh. which was a um, a stout. So it was like more on the sweeter side, but you got like lots of notes through this. This is amazing stout. Um, me, I'm not really. 100% partial on stouts but this one actually really impressed me and that's why it was actually right up there in my top five this year uh, so it had like the maltiness the creamy toffee chocolates just a light little saltiness on the back note it was really cool really fun
3: yeah I, I feel like we're gonna wrap things up pretty soon we got one more to get through number five, five. yep
9: yep number five which was 95 well
3: while, while Troy finds that we're gonna have a quick chat to Shane Shane has designed some beer labels over the years for uh, White Rabbit. Um, give us a bit of an insight about how all that came along.
5: Well, um, yeah, I, I think when, the, uh, you know, the, when, when beer labels are starting to become much more popular, they, they, there was a, a trend for beer labels. The wine industry actually uh, suffered because beer labels were much more exciting. They actually excited the people that come into them. That's caught uh, some controversy over time, but um, I started creating these uh, beer labels for White Rabbit in that same sort of context, like something that would excite the people to come to them and, you know, find it quite exciting. And uh, White Rabbit were very open to any idea that was actually offering them.
3: Uh, so before we get to number five, give us your number one beer label that you did for White Rabbit. Which one was it? Oh, No. You, give us, which was your best beer label you did for White Rabbit? Oh, my, my best? Well, actually, Jet, jet, jet cow. cow that I'm wearing right now. That's what I was hoping you'd say, because you're wearing the t-shirt, it looks cool.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I know, there's, there's a couple others. But I think Jet Cow is always the most popular, because like the first one, it, it, it had the, the, the excitement of everything that they wanted.
7: The other one is, what's your favorite beer label that you didn't, haven't created? Like, have you seen a beer label or a few beer labels which have, which have knocked your socks off where you've thought, that's, that's excellent? Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I, I actually
5: really love the, the excitement of um, a couple of beer labels. Like, I love what Panhead are doing at the moment. Yeah. Um, I love what Kaiju are doing. And I, I think that excitement really brings people to it's. It's not to undersell the beer.
3: But to excite people more towards the beer, and I, I think yep. that's really a good concept. Yeah, yep. yeah, good answer. Okay, Troy, uh, bring us home here, buddy. Number five. All right, number five was Tall Boy and Moose with their Sunny
9: Boys. So it actually really did actually remind me of those good old days of having that Sunny Boy in the freezer and grabbing it out with that ice block of ice, and then down the bottom it just dripped, and then you had that reminiscence of that. Really sweet orange flavour from the Sunny Boy. And this beer actually gives you that actual memory of that sweet flavour down the bottom of the Sunny Boy that you used to drink at the very end. Really nice, great refreshing, really good beer.
1: Nicely done. Shane, Troy, it's been fantastic to have a bit of an oversight. I can't wait. We'll post this up. And we'll, uh, we'll see whether people agree with you or disagree. You might you guys might become the litmus test because uh, there's not going to be too many people who bow to say that they've tried them all. So uh, congratulations on that effort. Thank you for sharing your top ones. And uh, we look forward to having you back someday for an all-in about why cider is good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks Thank very you. much, guys. <laughs> Thanks, girls. Uh, another good yarn, mate. Another good yarn. Um, yeah. That more or less brings us towards the end of the first of our two Gabs-related episodes. Um, but there's a lot to look forward to in the next episode. do, uh, you want to do, remind our friends what we've got coming up in that one?
2: We have uh, a, our chat with OneDrop and our very surprisingly chat with Dollar Bill. Um, for those who were at Gabs, i will be well aware or went to Good Beer Week events, would be well aware that Dollar Bill won a few awards um, and we had a bit of a... Bit of a Smackdown chat with them.
1: I was really looking
2: forward to interviewing them. And uh, then, yeah, well. A
1: metre and a half away from doing so.
2: Yep. And I think well, we'll have to, I mean, we don't want to give too much away, but it turned into a bit of a.
1: I don't know, what Smackdown he, got real.
2: Yeah, totally. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then there's a few other goodies we'll scatter in and out. Hopefully McNally comes on and has a uh, bit of a trash talk with us. and
1: He can do what he does best, which is. Exactly that. Exactly. Uh,
2: before we go, David, you should mention uh, our because we're in lockdown. We get to do virtual meet the brewers again.
1: We do. We got a we got a couple of them coming up. So we've uh, we've bunged on an emergency version of the uh, online meet the brewers for next Thursday night, which I think is the third of June, two thousand and twenty-one.
2: Yep, that sounds
1: better. Uh, right. Our old mates from Bonehead are going to come on. So really looking forward to that. And we've been given access to their brand new stout, uh, which won't be officially out until next Monday, but we're already starting to deliver it. So that should be an awesome night with them. And a couple of weeks after that, we've got the uh, good folks of Slow Lane joining us from New South Wales for another online Meet the Brewers. Um, The beer for that will hopefully find its way across the border sometime over the weekend. So...
2: Oh, he's hoping,
1: not too far away. Yeah, and um, the plan was for us to go and visit Fixation as well. Uh, Tom, if you're listening, reply to the email, mate, and confirm what date you want to do that. And um, hopefully, the COVID gods don't get in the way of that one.
2: Yes, he's open. He's open.
1: Um, but thanks again to all the people who joined us at Gabs, and um, thank you, Travis Bristos. Uh, you. We'll see you very soon for. The intros and outros for the second episode of the Gabs extravaganza. Yes.